You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Feel like who art Ed? Who art Ed? Mr. Wood, art Ed, me. Yeah. Either way, it, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. That's off to a great start. Welcome to Who Arted, weekly art history for all ages. I'm your host, Kyle Wood. Now, since I have been coming off a bit of a cold and now seem to be getting a new one, my throat is a bit sore, I'm going to keep this one simple, short, and sweet. Today, we're looking at Raku. The Japanese tea ceremony used to be a grand ritual. The nobility would enjoy green tea with great pageantry. It was almost a competitive event with the elites trying to outdo each other. But that changed in the 16th century as Zen Buddhism took root in Japan. The Buddhist philosophy is based on the idea that simplicity is liberating. The tea ceremony became more tranquil in an uncluttered space free from the distractions of excess ornamentation. A vase holds a single flower in a mostly empty room, allowing people to appreciate the beauty in an atmosphere that's calm and quiet. With the ritual now centered around taking in the quiet, peaceful moment and savoring the beauty of simplicity, the Raku Bowl was formed. In 1592, the tea master, Senro Rikyu, encouraged his friend, Sasaki Chojiro, to develop a new style of bowl. At the time, Japanese ceramics artists were making finely crafted, colorful pieces inspired by their neighbors in China. Chojiro sought to make a piece based on philosophy rather than aesthetics. His works were simple, mostly monochromatic black or red. Raku bowls are humble. They're hand-formed, starting from a flat, circular base, and coils built up around the sides. The process results in each piece being unique, with evidence of the artist's hand in the creative process. As I look at a Raku bowl, I cannot help but imagine the artist forming the piece, hand-laying the coils, holding it up eye-level as they slowly smooth the contours. The beauty comes from appreciating how the final piece reflects the process of creation. It's about the care and labor the artist invests in each piece. The artist restrains themselves using the most humble methods rather than wowing people with fancy tools, elaborate processes, and technical precision. Raku, like French champagne, is a tradition claimed by only a select few. The Raku label is reserved for the works of Chojiro and his descendants. They used glaze made from the crushed stones found along Kyoto's Kamo River. The thing that really gives the pieces their unique appearance, though, is the firing method. 
Raku pieces are fired at a low temperature for a short time, and then removed from the heat and rapidly air-cooled. The heating and cooling, along with mineral content like iron and manganese, results in somewhat unpredictable finishes. Some pieces have a deep, lustrous black, and others are more matte with the texture of a citrus skin. Raku pieces reflect the human touch in the process of creation. And just as with people, each one is unique with subtle differences to discover and appreciate if we just take the time and care to look with the right mindset. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted, part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. If you found this tolerable, please leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week on social media at Who Arted Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, on the website, whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.